So yeah, the first thing I was going to bring up uh, is the reason I was asking you about tools and things is my computer broke again. All my crappy computers that I buy always break. And I was kind of considering like, hey, do I really need a computer that bad? Like, I do writing on my phone. Maybe I'll just chill and I'd have a computer for a bit. But then I was like, oh, wait, though. The Calling Home podcast where we watch old TV. <laughs> what would I, you know, I can't edit this podcast without a computer. But I got a used crappy computer at Digital World for like $200. Like it's garbage, but that's pretty cheap. So, so that'll do. But yeah, I was also thinking since we've been kind of just, you know, we're watching old TV in general, but kind of uh, going with the flow a little bit. So just because of that little random trilogy of Star Trek actors was kind of dragging us further forward into the 50s. We were up to like the late 50s. So I was like, is this, uh, should I just go with this flow? Should I be skipping? Should we skip ahead a little bit quicker or should we go back to the real early 50s like we were at? So I was like, well, let me just look down the list and just see what's there, see what I, I missed. And I found a different list than last time. And that's one thing that's weird about looking up these old TV shows is, I don't know, it's just hard to find a definitive list of which shows started when. Because I was looking back, okay, here's 1950, here's 1951, and I saw I Love Lucy. How in the hell did I miss I Love Lucy? You know? <laughs> like, like, we can't skip I Love Lucy. Yeah, That's insanely famous. Not. Well, and, and it went on for, I don't know, I don't know how long I Love Lucy went on for, but probably what? into the late 50s anyway, and then... Many there was the shows. Lucy show, and there was, uh, you know, all these spin-offs that Lucy was in. Right. So did you, do you yeah. have an I Love Lucy? Yeah, well, the first thing, before I even looked up anything official, is uh, that's one thing that's neat about doing this archaeology, is you can get a sense of what shows are still valuable to the corporation and which ones aren't. Because most of these shows, you know, I'm just lucky I can find them at all. But then when you do, they're just on YouTube or wherever. They're just kicking around. No one cares about them. Where if you search for I Love Lucy, good fucking luck, man. CBS is still selling this thing on DVD or whatever, or streaming sites or whatever. They've definitely got people paying attention that if someone uploads to the internet, they take it down. Because I couldn't find any episodes of I Love Lucy, mm. unless I paid for them, which really? <laughs> I'm not going to do that. <clears throat> I'm surprised. When I was in university, they some channel was showing them, and I hadn't seen uh, those. Yeah. Because, of course, we had Canadian TV. When I was in university, one of the shows, CTV, CBC, one of them was showing them regularly, like daily. So I got to see a whole lot of them then. And they they were good, really good. Yeah, and I think I think that still is happening. Like, they're still kind of, like, slowly colorizing them and putting them out once in a while. And, like, it's still a thing that, yeah, is still economically viable. So it's not just in this trash heap of the past. Like, it's still a thing. So, uh... What I like, because I found like one episode finally, and I'm like, okay, that's weird. Why is there only one episode? The Lucy Show wasn't that hard to find, but but I love Lucy was. But I was like, here's one episode, but it only has a hundred views. What's going on here? And it's because it was like a Spanish dub. Oh. <laughs> so I guess whoever was searching from CBS was like, yeah, leave that one. Who cares? <laughs> that's not worth us like copyright striking it. So what I did is just what I do for everything is, uh, it, you know, it's not hard to steal things in the modern age. There's the, the Pirate Bay and Torrance and, you know, it's like illegal and not supposed to use it. But I haven't ever had to go to those links before. But with I Love Lucy, I did. <laughs> so I stole the shit out of this show. Like I found on there, you know, it's a whole different world of piracy. Like the whole thing is there. So I just grabbed the first episode and I also found the pilot 
and the unaired pilot and i think we should watch that too just to check it oh, out yeah okay but what's so interesting about the pilot is they thought it was gone 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 like no one could find it lucy had i think lucy and desi were both dead before this other old lady came forward and was like hey my husband was an extra or like just a bit actor on i love lucy showed up in a few episodes but he was friends with lucy and desi and they gave him a copy of this pilot, and I have it if you want it. This was like 1990. Mm-hmm. And CBS was like, holy shit, like that's literally the only copy. Thank you, old lady. <laughs> <laughs> and then they put it on the DVD set, so that's kind of neat. So we got that too. So I was thinking we could watch the real first episode first, and then just watch the pilot and see what sure. that's Sure. Like. Okay. All right. Looking forward to this one. So, and then the stuff I looked up is, yeah, just some interesting little factoid. So it ran from 1951 to 1957. And like you said, then there was many other shows. There was like a variety hour after that. And then the Lucy show after they got divorced and whatever, different things. Of its six seasons, for four of those seasons, it was the most watched show in the United States. And it was the first show to end its run as the top show. And only two other shows ever did that. Andy Griffith in 1968 and Seinfeld in 1998. Those are it. Those are the only shows that ever had the, uh, what, what would even be the word, just the awesomeness to be like, we're on top and yeah, we're, we're on done. Yeah, we're on top and we're done. Yeah. We're, we can't keep doing this. Uh, Lucille Ball was a model before she got into acting, which, uh, and they mentioned in this wiki article about her striking beauty. Uh, it's weird when put next to her physical comedy. And I just think that was surprising because maybe I'm just more used to you know, the later I, Lucy. I didn't think yeah. of her as being so beautiful. And I, I never did either, but I saw her in an old movie. I'm going to say, I don't know, maybe 1930, 1928, 1930. Right. And yeah. She was a nice-looking babe, you know, tall, thin, flaming red hair. Uh, yeah, I could see her being a model, and uh, it was strikingly beautiful. And in this in this part that she played in this movie, it was something like I can't say it was a model, but it was something like that, like somebody trying to make it big in Hollywood, that sort of thing, and very um, not the comedy. Right. role that she played in I Love Lucy and I, I was quite surprised as I said yeah you know what and then I saw some I Love Lucy's after that and then I noticed you know what yeah she's really quite quite a nice looking woman but when you think she's just, just comedy and goofiness right. is what you what you equate with her that's what you see until somebody draws that other stuff to the uh, to your attention, and then you say, "Okay, yeah, okay, she's she's a babe too." <laughs> I guess that is weird though too, right? Where it is uh, being good looking is not really it's uh, of all the the various positive attributes you could have, it's not one of the greater ones because it is so fleeting. You know, like yeah. she had this huge long career for decades and decades, and she was only hot for a little tiny bit at the start. <laughs> you know, like and, who cares? And when she plays. Lucille Ball or Lucille Ricardo when she plays that part she does not play up on being attractive right. or anything she's, she's just goofy Lucy yeah <laughs> definitely a better way to go yeah so it's a pretty impressive little career to just streamline it where yeah she was a, a model and then she became an extra in movies and then worked up to like small roles and then co-star and uh, she was one of the early like B-movie queens, which when we think of that term now, like scream queens and stuff, B-movies are strictly horror movies. But back then, B-movies were actual movies. They just weren't the top movies. But she could never quite break through to become a lead in film, so she moved over to TV, clearly the right move, became a legend, all that. 
And then Desi Arnaz was uh, a similar, uh, probably even a more impressive story, where he was, uh, a, when she met him, he was a band leader on Broadway, was already doing well. But he was one of these like classic American stories of like, came over when he was like 16, couldn't speak English, and built this whole life. And it's nice, especially because last week I was uh, ragging on America for their guns and their crappy, the crappy craziness. But it is nice that side of America. Like, it really is the only country where you can have that kind of story, where you can be the immigrant. Come from nothing. Come from nothing and, and really build yourself up to something. Yeah. Uh, so then, of course, just because of the bigoted world of the past, Despite the fact that they were both pretty successful and both pretty famous, and they pitched this idea for their their show, and CBS didn't want to do it because they didn't believe that audiences would accept a marriage between an American white woman and a Cuban man. (laughs) And it's so crazy because, like, that's so absurd. But you know that, at least nowadays, even if you thought that, you'd have to tiptoe around it, where I'm sure they just openly had meetings where they're like, well, this is patently absurd and we're not going to do it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We, we might be able to take you, Lucy, but we can't take Ricky. Yeah, ridiculous. So what they did is they developed like a vaudeville act of their basic kind of the husband and wife routine from the show, and it became a huge hit. So CBS was like, all right. <laughs> but then the final key to getting the show made is that cigarette giant Philip Morris agreed to sponsor the show. So thank you, Philip Morris, <laughs> once again, for your great contributions to a fucking human culture. And yeah, like I said, it was super successful and finished at number one. So, I mean, man, can't uh, can't argue with that. This is, uh, I, I mean, I don't know that I've ever really seen this show. I only know... Ricky, <laughs> you know I know the cliche. And you've of probably it. seen little scenes like, uh, oh, everybody's seen this one. They're in a, a factory. She and Ethel are in a factory, and they're loading chocolates into on a, off the conveyor belt into a box, and they can't. Uh, you can't stop. Oh yeah, that's so the show. chocolates are coming at the chocolates are coming at them really fast and Lucy's first she's shoving them in her face trying to catch up and then she's putting them down in her bra and she's doing Cuz yeah, I guess that has kind of that mixes in my brain with uh man, what's that later show with uh the two women who work in the the bottling plant oh, in Milwaukee uh, or whatever? Yeah, the uh oh uh but yeah, because when I think of factory stuff, both those things go together in my brain. Oh yeah, that's a run with the Rob Reiner ones with uh, Penny uh, Marshall and uh, nothing's gonna hold us yeah. back now. Doing it our way, yeah. <laughs> I can't remember the name of the show. Laverne and Shirley. Laverne and Shirley. <laughs> what year was that? Because that's clearly way later. That's in the seventies. So yeah, we'll watch the real first episode first, and then the pilot. <laughs> oh yeah, how could I forget this theme song? Well, at least they had the... They had the theme song down, <laughs> at least. I can't argue with that song. So, yeah, I'd say the, the show itself was pretty decent, but, yeah, that pilot really felt like doing homework, right? <laughs> Just like... Yeah. The pilot was... The, the, the actual show was very good. The acting was really sharp. They fit off each other really well. Um, it moved along really quickly. But that pilot, oh, I don't know. Yeah, like even uh, the first episode of the show, like I was feeling like 
it was pretty good but it, it didn't have that feeling of like top show in in the whole country type thing like it's like they're probably not quite up to speed yet but it's the very first episode so you know it's and still like so the idea in the pilot was just uh ethel and lucy wanted to go to uh the Copacabana <laughs> to hang out but nightclub to celebrate an 18th anniversary but Ricky doesn't like hanging out there because it's his job so him and, and Fred doesn't like Rocco because he just doesn't like that stuff and he wanted to go to the fights yeah so uh so yeah the big gag of the episode was uh the guys were gonna get separate dates to go to the fights with so through some telephone shenanigans uh Lucy and Ethel dressed up like weird hillbilly girls and showed up at the door and and that's the thing is it's so ridiculous that they didn't recognize that these were their wives but it really did make the show like take it to that next level where it was like really funny and you're like all right i can see why this show is popular and why this show is good like especially lucy being the hillbilly girl with her front teeth missed like blacked out and carrying a jug and like it was fully stupid but it was really funny yeah we laughed quite a bit through that didn't we whereas yeah the pilot it's interesting to see like like yeah they were just on the wrong course like it was longer for some reason it was 35 minutes and it was instead of this domestic home life drama it was there living in this fancy manhattan like you know fancy pants apartment and it's just about showbiz stuff yeah. of like I, I, well i think they were really trying to showcase Ricky's talents. Yeah, so it's like Ricky's in show business and he's trying to get on TV and Lucy wants to be on TV too, but he just wants her to be a a, a wife at home. And then half the show, yeah, was just what was probably their vaudeville act because it was just, here's Ricky's band playing and here's his fucking little... It's just really long and it was just that kind of dinner theater like, ha ha ha, that's a little bit amusing, <laughs> but not actually funny. <laughs> it just went on and on for so long that like... You were, like, preparing files for tomorrow, and I went to go use the bathroom, and we didn't feel the need to pause the show. <laughs> That's and a bad sign. And when she came on as uh, the clown, yeah, she I expected her way. there to be kind of a, a secret mystery to it, that she would come on with face makeup on, and they wouldn't realize at first that it was her. Right. And then, of course, then it would be revealed. But no, she came on with no face makeup on at all, just dressed as a clown. And even the way in the real first episode where, yeah, when she shows up is dressed up like a, a hillbilly girl and like, you're just like, oh, yeah, she is funny. That's hilarious. This one just just wasn't funny. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, like you're saying, like, it must have been weird being an executive watching this pilot. You were saying, like, yeah, I don't know if I would greenlight that show. <laughs> so it's interesting that somebody saw that. And they're like, like, okay, we can do we can do something with this, you know. If we thread the needle just right, hey, who knows? Maybe we'll make one of the greatest TV shows of all time. And maybe it was something like Philip Moore's cigarettes, yeah, coming forward and saying, you know, maybe they were all buds or something. These are my buddies. I'll give them a break. I'll sponsor the show. Maybe that was the kickoff because the show itself, that pilot. Well, I don't know. It's yeah. funny, too, like, you can tell Philip Morris definitely had a big hand in the final show because, yeah, in that first proper episode, they just, while they're in the middle of, like, debating what are we going to do for the anniversary, they're like, let's just all have a smoke. Yeah. <laughs> it's like you would never see that anymore. They all four of them pull out cigarettes. And yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's just like, it reminds me of there's this movie uh came out, like, 10 or 15 years ago. It's called Thank You for Smoking, and it was about executives trying to get cigarettes into movies and tv shows a little bit later on in the timeline but i always think of that because like i remember in the movie they were talking about like it was some uh sci-fi movie and they're like oh this is going to be the greatest like after 
the two leads have their sex scene and there's going to be a zero gravity smoking scene. It's going to be amazing. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, I bet this was similar of like, like, oh yeah, the script's pretty funny, but add in this scene where everybody smokes. Everybody smokes. <laughs> and they added in the other scene about smoking at the end when Ethel and uh, Lucy were discovered for the people that they really were because she oh, went yeah. to get a cigarette and she knew exactly where to go to get cigarettes out of the drawer. And the matches, we'll see, there's another little cigarette for that subtle cigarette business. And then, of course, the uh, sad reality of, like, I had to just, out of my own morbid curiosity, look up how everybody died. <laughs> and, yeah, Desi was like, he smoked all the time on the show. They moved him on to Cuban cigars a lot. And, yeah, you know, lung cancer-related type stuff. And uh, it's like, yeah, no, no shit. <laughs> you know? I think Lucy died of more natural stuff. But, yeah, it's just like, yeesh. That's just, that's the 50s for you, though. What are you going to do? So, yeah, weird, weird. It's, like, neat to see the pilot, but uh, don't don't bother, though, if you happen to be <laughs> following along. <laughs> yeah, if you can get some shows, watch the shows. And, heck, uh, yeah, avoid, uh, it dragged too much. Yeah, and, yeah, it really did change from that feeling of, like, like, oh, fun show to watch to, like, I feel like I'm in a film studies class <laughs> where we're watching, like, a, a great example of how to take an idea that's not there and then convert it into a super high rated hit TV show. It's impressive. Like I'd like to see some behind the scenes of like who, who made this turn into that. Cause one of them was good and one of them wasn't. <laughs> you could see little parts though in the pilot, like you could see little, little bits of what made the show, the show that it was like at the very end when he thinks that she's going to tell him that she's going to have a baby and, I did something you really like, and I made you a pie. Little things like that, like just little, small little jokes that you saw in the actual show itself. You could see little parts of them in that pilot, right. but there wasn't enough that you'd, you'd pay any attention to it if you weren't looking for it. And even like in the actual first episode, like Ricky did play a little song for like a minute, you know, and it's like, okay, so we get to see a little bit of his music stuff. But yeah, we don't need to see. We, in this one, we saw his band rehearsal, yeah. his clown's entire act before yeah. Lucy comes in to take over as the clown, uh, an entire song. That he sang, <laughs> yeah. Like and in the, the proper thing. Right. And then a second song, because yeah. when the clown didn't show up, they had to fill the spot. So he did a second song, like... God, too much. Yeah, so maybe it's like, maybe, yeah, maybe it wasn't as tough as I think it is for the executives to be like, instead of an hour-long show with a million songs, tell you what, make it a half-hour sitcom, one little half of a song. <laughs> you know, we just need a sense that he's a singer and that he's good at it. We don't actually need his whole fucking... <laughs> Repertoire. Yeah.